Hello, everyone. Welcome. I am so glad that you are tuning in. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that like and share button. That way people can hop on with us and get into the word. So we're going to be talking about going straight to the source. And a lot of times we have different things going on in our life and we really need that advice. We need to know what to do right then and right there. So how do we go straight to the source? Well, I'm glad you asked because if we don't know what the source is, we can get some really bad advice from people. We can go through all these different tests and trials and make mistake after mistake trying to get to where we really wanted to be. So stay with me as we get into the word. What is the source? That's what we're going to be drawing on. We're going to start in Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Guys, this is where it began for us. Um, well, it really began way before then, but this is where life came in to us. And so he's reminding us here, the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground. But the cool part about this verse is where he says, life was breathed into us. We have a spirit, soul, and body. We're a three-part being. I say this to you guys all the time, but we have to know who we are in order to move forward, to make the right choices, in order to um, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so here he's reminding us that he breathed that life into us. Now, as I was thinking about this topic going straight to the source, we have chickens. And if you guys have never had chickens before, it's an experience. Um, this is our first time having chickens. We've had them for a couple of years now. So I feel like we know some things. Uh, but we found out that their water little thing that we had it in, the more that it was in the sun, it was creating this algae and the water was getting green and gross. So we were constantly having to change the water out. Well, we did some research and found out that there is another type of container that you can get that prevents the algae from building up into this water. It's like a tinted blue color. Anyways, not that that matters to you guys. But the point of it is we bought this for the chickens to help them and you hang it up. Now, from the time that they were little chicks, they have been used to drinking out of this certain type of water container, which was on the ground, and they just basically put their little beaks in there and they drink the water. Well, this new container hangs, and so it's off the ground, so it can't get dirt and stuff in it, and it has these little tiny, not nozzles, but these little things that they're supposed to hit with their beak, and it makes the water come out. 
Well, because they don't know how to use it, they don't understand that it has water inside of it. So the other day, um, we let the other water container, it got low. So there was like no water in it, <clears throat> but they had a full one in this new container. So we go out there and I'm like, they're not drinking from it. So I'm out there like pushing the little thing, trying to show them, look, water comes out of this, training them. This is what this is supposed to do. This is how you get the water out of it. And it made me think, how many times do we have the very thing that we need, but we don't know how to use it? As I think about the chickens in this particular example, if they didn't have water in the other container and we didn't fill that other one up, they would literally die having the very thing they needed to give them life. And a lot of times we do that with our own personal life. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have 24-7 access to our Heavenly Father, but most of the time, we don't know how to interpret the scriptures. We don't know how to hear God's voice. We don't know how to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so when we need to draw on the source of life, we're drawing on everything else, and it keeps leading us down the wrong path. So I want you guys to take time, not just today, but every single day to engage in conversation with God. Don't just open up the Bible and read it and say, okay, that was a good scripture, the end. And it doesn't have any depth. It doesn't have any meaning to you. Because we can get on autopilot, just like in a conversation when you're talking to someone and you respond back with, yeah, or okay, or you nod your head. But you weren't engaged in the conversation, so it didn't really stick with you. Same thing we can do in the Word. We can read the entire Bible. But if it doesn't have any depth, and if you're not understanding what you're reading, then it's as if you didn't read it at all. Does that make sense? I hope that does. So finding out, are we drawing on the source? How do we hear God's voice? How do we discern things? Well, we're going to go to John 3.16, and I know... This is a very common scripture um, that we use. And a lot of times it can become a religious thing that we do. And we just kind of quote these scriptures, but there's no power being released behind them, which is what we're talking about is really drawing on the source, not just having that water container in the midst of us, but actually learning how to drink it, to keep that source of life flowing throughout us. So John 3:16 says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life." 
Now, I want this verse to really come alive to you. We use this a lot during Christmas and, you know, trying to do salvations and things like that. But I want it to have that depth. It should mean more than just, oh, I read that out of a routine. It says, God so loved. Think about it. He so loved you. Make this personal. Don't just take it for, oh, it's so broad and doesn't have any significance to me. Personalize it. These scriptures are meant for you individually, uniquely, whatever you're going through. It's in here, you guys. So God so loved you. Let's not just say the world. Let's say you. So fill in your name that he gave. He gave you what? It tells us here in this next part. His only begotten son. He gave you Jesus. Wow. Think about that. How wonderful is it that he gave you the gift of Jesus? So awesome. And it goes on to say that whoever believes, which means we have a very important part here. Yes, he gave us Jesus. Yes, he loves you. He loves me. He loves us. But we have to believe that. See, there's a step that's missed so often to where we forget we have to actually believe and receive the gift that's been given to us. Just like a natural gift that someone presents to you, you can accept the box, right? But if you don't open the lid, take it out and use it the way it was meant to be used, whatever it was you got, then it's not going to benefit you. It'll just sit there and collect dust, doing no one any good. The word of God is meant to be used for your benefit. It's meant to be a training guide for your everyday life. Are we perfect? No. But you know what? We can take this word and say, okay, I don't know anything about fill in the blank. But we go and we find the scriptures and we're like, oh, that's what God says about that. That's how things are supposed to be done. It's a matter of a intimate time in the word, not just clocking in and clocking out and being like, all right, I did my part, but genuinely saying, Lord, I want you to talk to me. I want more out of this relationship. I don't want just a, you know, a text here and there. I want to sit with you. I want to have that personal relationship. And then when you start reading the Bible that way, instead of just, oh, this is a textbook. Oh, I have to do this because it's what I'm supposed to do. No, when we do it out of, I want to learn more about God and who he is. I want to learn more about who he created me to be. I want to know more about the future. I want to know more, right? It's all about 
how are we entering into it? Every day we're presented with a choice how we wake up, how we respond to people, and how we see our relationship with God. And it's supposed to be so wonderful that words really can't even describe how good it is. The word is full of so many promises, so many different types of blessings that are up on our life. And if we tap into those things, we are going to break free from so much that people have told you you couldn't do, from maybe limitations that you've put on yourself, that Satan has tried to lie to you about. But finding out the truth in the word of God, it will completely change everything in your life. So as we're talking about drawing on the source, what is the source? God is the source. Everything you have need of, we can get from him. The word tells us if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. And it sounds so simple. And we're like, yeah, okay, that sounds too good to be true. But it's really not. It is that simple. The word was made to where even a child could understand it. But we turn it into something that's so complex and so difficult and so challenging. And a lot of time it has to do with our flesh and kind of saying, oh, okay, I'm going to make some changes in my life. Do we all like change? Not all the time. But change is good and sometimes it's necessary in order to excel to the next level. So we just read in John 3.16 where he loves us and he's given us Jesus. The things that we once weren't qualified for, we now qualify for. Once you accept Jesus into your heart, you have just totally opened up a whole new world for your life. It's so great. Things literally um, that I thought I wasn't capable of, the Lord is now showing me that if I let him lead and I let him guide me, I'm able to do so much more than I ever could have. Why? Because all things are possible to him who believe. But if we don't believe the word of God, then we're not going to follow his lead. We're not going to do what his word says. So again, it comes down to getting that deep, intimate relationship with God. Because the more we learn about him, the more we learn about ourselves, And it is the beautiful unity that we have. John 6, 35 tells us, you're there, go ahead and click that like button. Um, or leave me a comment so I know that you're following along as well. It says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Why is this so good? Okay, he said, I am the bread of life. How many of you like to go without food? None of us. We all like to eat. 
we need food in order to stay alive. We can only go so long before your body can't go any longer without food. So he's saying here, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. Now, I find this interesting because he's saying in order to never hunger, we have to come to him. So many times we put everything on God and we're like, well, if God wants me to have it, then he'll give it to me. If God wants this to happen, then it'll happen. Guys, God has already given us different things. And so he's not giving them to us again. He already gave it to us. It's just like we talked about that gift from a natural person. You have to open that gift and use it. So he's given us what? The gift of salvation, right? He's given us Jesus. We just have to accept the gift. We have to accept him into our life. He's given us the gifts of, um, well, there's so many different spiritual gifts, but that would take us on a whole different topic. He's given us um, healing. That's a gift, you guys. He's given us prosperity. So many different things that he's made available to us. It's a matter of, are we drawing on the things that have been given to us? Are we taking a drink of that water or is it sitting in the middle, staring us in the face and we're looking at it like, I have no idea what to do. Take time to pause. And I know a lot of times when something seems like it needs a response right then and right there, we have to respond or everything's going to fall apart. Well, let me tell you, if you respond without hearing from the Holy Spirit first, everything's going to fall apart anyways. We have to have his direction in order to have a long, sustainable life. Yes, we can make right decisions, but over time, if we don't know how to manage, if we don't know how to keep things growing and moving, then it's not going to last forever. We have to draw on the word of God and continue to say, Lord, is this still the direction that we need to go? Is this still the path that I need to be on? Is this still the right career for me? Is this still, um, you know, the right place that I need to be in? Be willing to let God lead and guide you. And then you actually take those steps of action to see them through. Because it's one thing to read the word. It's another thing to get into the word to where we actually get the revelation we need. And then it goes a step further to where we actually have to implement it. We have to do what the word says. The Bible tells us not to be hearers only, but to be doers of the word. Are you doing what the word says or are you just reading what the word says? We don't want to get to the place to where it becomes just a routine that we do. I help lead worship at church and we sometimes will sing the same songs over and over again. And it can get to the place to where you do it out of a routine. You're like, I know this song. I know how many times we do this and we do that. And then we, you know, verse course in yada, yada. And as you're singing the lyrics, you're doing it out of a repetitiveness. And so I have to remind myself, hey, why am I doing this? This isn't a show. This isn't an entertainment. 
I am lifting up worship and bringing glory and honor to the Father. And when I start doing it in that sense, that's when the atmosphere changes. Because now I've taken myself out of the equation and I'm not just saying, oh, this is what we're supposed to do and this is how it's supposed to be done. I'm professing those words out of my mouth and I'm believing the words that are coming out of my mouth. It's not me on autopilot singing the same songs. It's now me declaring his goodness, declaring things over my life. And I'm able to enter into his presence because, again, I've taken myself out of the equation. And now I'm saying, Lord, this is about you. It doesn't matter who else is in this room. It's me and you. We're having a conversation. And sometimes you may not know what to say when you're talking to God. You're like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to pray. Sing. Start, turn on some praise and worship music and just start singing. Start there, you guys. If you need to turn the lights off to where you're not, you know, seeing all the distractions around you or the house being dirty, but you're just getting into that quiet place and you're just worshiping. And as you do that, there's just a change in the environment and you're able to now hear clear, you're able to take that real, true, intimate time. Just like if you went on a date um, with your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and you're sitting in a restaurant and it's loud. There's just people talking. The music's loud. Everything is just all over the place. It's really hard for you to have a serious conversation with someone when you've got all this other things going on around you. But when it's just the two of you, maybe you're in the car, you're at the house, you're somewhere where it's quiet, you can actually hear each other talking, then you're able to get into deeper talks, you're able to have a whole different experience because you have changed what's currently around you, and now you're really able to engage in the time that you have. Same thing when we get in the Word of God. It shouldn't be something that we're doing quick, fast. And I know we have busy schedules. Trust me, I am right there with you. But taking time is important. For one, it is showing the Lord I value you and I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to make sure that you are in my schedule, not, oh, I'll get to you when I have some free time. But every single day you make that time. Now, it may not be the same time every day. I used to be that person that wanted to be, no, I've got to do it this time every single day. And it was frustrating and I felt like, a failure if I didn't do it right in that order. I'm a list person and all that stuff. So yeah, y'all may not be that way. But I would beat myself up kind of mentally when I didn't do it in the correct order. And I was like, oh man, you know, I didn't get to spend time the way I wanted to with him then. But now I've learned that God doesn't necessarily care about 
the certain time of day that's spent with him. It's a matter of the quality of time that's spent with him. So if it's late at night and everyone's asleep, now you have that quality time, take it then. If it's early in the morning, if it's in the middle of the day, whatever, we all have different schedules, but taking quality time, that's how we're able to draw on the source because now we're able to actually retain, we're able to hear. The thing that I love about God is he loves to talk to you. So many times we can rush things along and we do all the talking and we never do any of the listening. And I think of parenting in this situation because as a parent, we are trying to teach and train our children and it can go in one ear and out the other because they're trying to rush it along. Why? Because they want to go play. They want to go do something different. And as his children, we can do that to where we're like, all right, Lord, I've got other things to do. Can we speed this up? Can you say it a little faster? Maybe shorten your sentences so you can get to the point. Taking time and saying, all right, Lord, as long as you need, you you know what needs to be said, how I'm going to be able to receive it. So go for it. And you may pray. He may have you sing. He may have you pray in tongues. There's so many different things of entering in, but as long as it's quality and not just, let's do this. Come on, let's rush it along. And you're rushing along. You may be like, oh my gosh, I literally only have five minutes a day. That's fine. If that's the time that you have, use that time. Turn off the phone. Silence it. Uh, make sure that in that five minutes, if that's all you have, that you're not going to have distractions to where you are going to be able to listen to the creator, to the one who knows everything about everything. I now carry a pen and a notebook in my purse. I've got my little notepad on my phone. So no matter where I am, when he starts speaking, I have some way to write it down because I tried to keep it all up here in my brain. And let me tell you, I've got too much stuff trying to go through my brain that I need to write it down so I can remember it. So if you guys are like that as well, it's important to write down the things that God is showing you. Whether you understand the full meaning of it right then or there, because there's been times the Lord will give me one word or he'll give me one sentence and I'm like, I don't really understand the full depth of that, but I'll write it down. Maybe a week, a couple days from then, something else will come up or a, someone will say something and I'm like, that's exactly why the Lord told me that. So don't ever say, oh, well, that doesn't seem like anything. Write it down. Just write it down, date it, and then the Lord will give you more instruction. Sometimes we can only take a little portion at a time, just like a baby. Um, they have to learn how to eat solid foods, right? You start them out with all that mashed up stuff. They start out with milk, then you get the mashed up. Then you get a little bit more, um, you know, fuller foods to when the, they're able to actually eat the steak. But it's a gradual process. Well, we do the same thing in our spirit to where 
he teaches us. And every time we grow, we're able to take more. We're able to understand more. So if reading one verse a day is where you're at, read the one verse a day. If you get meaning out of one verse, it's worth it. It is worth it. Drawing on the source that we need. Next verse I want to go to is John 15, 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And each branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. For you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay, so stop right there for a second. What is he saying? Well, for one, he's letting us know who we are and who he is. How do the two work together, right? He's what? He's the vine. Think about it. And the vine dresser. So he is that source of life. And we are the branches. So we are extending off of the vine. So every person is unique and valuable in the body of Christ. We have to have the vine. We have to have him, which is that source of life. And as we stay connected to the vine, we're able to branch out and we're able to produce fruit. But what does he tell us? That without the vine, we can bear no fruit. We cannot do anything. We're useless. So we have to have him. So he tells us in verse four, abide in me and I in you. We have to stay connected to the source because the moment we detach ourselves from him, instantly we begin to deteriorate, begin to wilt, just like a natural plant. Think of flowers. You'll get a bouquet of flowers. They're so beautiful. They smell so good, but they don't last forever. Why? Because they were cut off from their source of life. They don't have their roots anymore. My husband gave me orchids and they lasted forever, it seemed like. And he was like, wow, these are not like normal flowers. They're actually staying alive. And I was like, well, yeah, because they're actually. It's the whole plant. It's not just they cut off the flower. The roots were still intact. It's all there, the whole thing. I still have the orchids today. Now, the flower itself is gone, but that's because they go in seasons. It will bloom again. So think about that. We can go through seasons of life to where it seems like, man, nothing is going right. Nothing is producing fruit, but there's a season that fruit produces. You have to continue to water, continue to get the sunlight in order for it to come back in the season. In our life, no matter what the enemy throws at us, we have to continue in his word, continually renew our mind in order for us to. Stay intact to where when the season comes, now that fruit is produced again. 
God does not put things on you. That's Satan. Satan comes to what? Still kill and destroy. John 10, 10 tells us that. But if we read the rest of that verse, it tells us, but I, Jesus, have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So what do we get out of that? If things are attacking us, if they're coming against us, that's caused by an attack from the enemy. The Lord does not want us to have or live in a state of misery, depression, of hurt, of pain. He wants us to be victorious. Knowing that, and the word even also tells us that nothing can come on us basically that we're not able to handle. When we allow God access in our life, no matter what sickness, no matter what report, no matter what emotional state you're currently in, when we let God have access in our life, He can comfort us. He can guide us. He can lead us to the way of escape, to that success, to the victory, to that peace, to that comfort. Why? Because he's the source, not the source of the problem. He's the source. He's the solution. He's the one that leads us out of all of the things that so many times people want to just give up because of what Satan has tried to do in our life. Satan wants to cause separation between us and God because he knows if he can get our focus off of God, then it's going to lead us down a path of destruction. And we are going to be in a state to where we question, is God real? Does faith work? And it all starts with a small sowing of the seed from the enemy. And when we don't renew our mind and we don't take that quality time in the word, it's really easy for us to believe the lies of the enemy because we don't know the truth that God has given to us. Let's continue reading here. It says in verse five, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You know what? Let's jump down to verse eight real quick. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. It says the father is glorified when we bear much fruit. If fruit is not being produced, we're not bringing that glory to God. He wants us to flourish. He wants us to have that abundant life. That's how much God loves us. So no matter what has happened, no matter where you're at right now, he wants you to know that he still loves you. He still has the best in mind for you. Last verse I want to read to you guys is in Proverbs 4, 23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. How beautifully said is that? Guard your heart. What is our heart? Well, when we think of our physical um, heart, it is what we consider our life source here on the earth. If your heart stops beating, 
then your time here on the earth is up. So when we think of a natural heart, we want to make sure that it's healthy, that it's functioning properly in order to live long. Well, here, the heart is our spirit. And so he's saying, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What's on the inside of you is very, very important. The word tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever we're putting in on the inside of us will eventually come out of our mouth. Why is that important? Because how were things created in the beginning? God spoke. We're created in the image and likeness of him. So when we speak words out, they are meant to create. So what we're putting in on the inside of us is very important because that's what's coming out of our mouth and that's what we'll produce in our life. So he's telling us, guard your heart. Guard what you're listening to. Guard what you're looking at. Guard who you're associating yourself with. What's surrounding you. Because if that's what's going in, that's what's going to come out. Do you want those things that you're saying to become a reality in your life? If what you said today came true tomorrow, would you be happy with that? A lot of times, if we went back and did a checklist on all the things we said, we'd be like, oh man, no, I do not want that to come my reality. Fill yourself up with the word of God. Fill yourself up with his goodness, with his love. To completely eradicate any type of fear, any type of depression, any type of anger, any type of hurt, any type of confusion, God wants to love on you. He wants to give you so many different types of gifts. Salvation is not just to save you from hell. Salvation is to cover so many different areas of your life, mentally, physically, spiritually. He's wrapped it all up into that one gift. Draw on the source of him. God is our source of life. Everything you will ever have need of, you can take it to the Father. He'll give you that wisdom and that revelation you need. And as long as you follow through with his plan, I'm telling you, you will never want to turn back. You'll constantly be like, Lord, I need some more advice today. Tell me what we need to do. Where do I need to go? It's a wonderful relationship and such an honor that he loves us that much that he wants to have that type of relationship and fellowship with us every single day. I hope this has helped you guys to be able to draw on the source of God and not just the source of man and the source of what we think is right but literally going to the one who knows it all and saying, all right, Lord, I'm giving you access in my life. Let's do this together. I want you guys to know that we love you. God loves you. And no matter what you're going through, we are here for you. If you need prayer, you can always email me at morningcoffeewithjesus at hotmail.com. And we will be there to pray for you, to love on you, and just be here to stand in agreement with whatever you guys um, need guidance and stuff in.